This is Moments with Foo with James Foo Torres, better known as Foo, the show that takes you around the world to share interviews with some of the most successful and relevant people on the planet, hear their stories, and get the most important business lessons they have learned on their road to success, and get exclusive advice on how to implement their success into your life and business. Moments with Foo is brought to you by the Strategic Advisor Board and your host, Foo. Welcome to Moments with Fu. I'm your host, James Fu Torres, but you can call me Fu. And that's what the, that's the name of the segment. And today I have Philip Lanos, which he is a former entrepreneur and Inc. Magazine podcast host, and also the CEO of Own the Rhythm. And I'm going to let him tell you more about that. But first, Philip, how are you? I'm doing good, man. I'm so happy to be here and finally get to do something with you. Uh, I'm I'm super happy to have you. Prior to start recording, you already gave me a lot of value, helped me out with my mic and my settings, uh, given that you have so much expertise on being high-level podcasts and over 2,000 interviews or so. So, But I'm going to let him tell you more about that. So with that being said, my question is, can you give us a quick introduction? Tell us what you do and why. Sure. Uh, predominantly, I am currently the host of the Strategic Advisor Board podcast, the War Room Moments segment with Jason Miller. Uh, as he calls it, I'm his battle buddy. And we essentially try to reverse engineer insights from entrepreneurs, uh, specifically their, their life story and how, whether or not they were raised in a family of entrepreneurs, it actually made a difference to their level of success that they were capable of. But outside of that, I do either help people publish their books, predominantly entrepreneurs, or help them manage and optimize their digital footprint and not necessarily press and media. I, you know, I, I, I delegate that to you and work with you on that, but I, I'm, I'm more about the way it appears and the way you're presenting yourself. That's, that's awesome because it is very important to, to, to know that it's not just Oh, getting featured in the media. Like I tell that to people all the time. It's 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 your image. Like what are you putting out there? And and it's it's cool that you're you're helping people doing doing those things. And then the Sajiga Advisor Board, you know, that podcast is taking off. And and I'm, this is posted under the Strategic Advisor Board podcast. This is just one of the segments of it, and it's been a blessing for me because you, between you and Jason have grown the authority of it and have just busted your asses just putting so many good interviews that allows me to have a great platform where more authority so i thank you for that <laughs> oh man are you kidding me man it's a team effort that's that's what i love so much about strategic advisor board is what people don't see that goes on behind the scenes is everyone there really cares about each other you know and everyone's so like needless to say everyone has their own companies they're running right but they still make time to be part of the slack channel and that is by invite only <laughs> yes and and a great a great way to get in it is by doing the podcast so if you're yeah. interested in being part of that amazing community just you know get with philip get with me get with jason and and if you have something of value and you want to have a great conversation with us you can be part of that amazing community that community a bunch of six seven eight figure plus entrepreneurs in there like doing amazing things but still taking the time to to just add value in between each other and just have a very like tight community. That's what I like about it. It's not just like 
and like numbers like that are that you see and you never talk it's more like there's actual people you can reach out everybody's very open and yeah jason and the Sujiga bicycle have done something great and i i even have like you and me like both have taken ownership of almost of that and, and make it our own and, and it's amazing to be part of that yeah man i mean nothing happens uh in a in a vacuum right like it's all every single person that gets involved if they do it wholeheartedly gets a lot out of it for sure just as much as they put in yeah so uh my next question is do you have any tips uh or advice that you would like to give to the audience either tailored to either business owners in general or entrepreneurs or people that would like to do what you do interesting uh as far as podcasting goes uh, that might be why people would be most interested in hearing from me. Podcasting, I think I can point back to an episode I did really early on back in 2014 with a guy named David Cadavy, who uh, had a show, and I'm, I'm trying to remember the name of it, but it had to do with like do work you love, you know, very, very, very easy target to hit. But the way that he did it, he said the reason he did the show was because he couldn't find the show he was looking for anywhere. And he said that the minute somebody else could do the same show and do it better, he would retire his show, right? So if you can look at the way that you're creating content in that fashion, like think about that. Really think about what I'm saying. If there is a message out there that you're looking for and you don't see it anywhere, guess what? That's you that's supposed to be saying that message. So wow. get with the program. Otherwise, why bother doing it at all? Because everybody else has one. That's like having a social media account on a platform that you don't use just because everybody else has one. If you're using it to consume, fine. But don't lie to yourself and say that you have it because you know you need it for your business. You don't need every platform for your business. In fact, that takes away from you. So think about content in that way and you won't be wasting any effort. Much like a samurai, you know, the sword doesn't come out unless they're ready to strike. Wow. That was, that was powerful. That was powerful. Like got me thinking, cause you know, I'm doing this and now I'm just like, damn, gotta level <laughs> up, you know? Uh, cause I do feel that what I do is special because it's food. Like that's why I call it moments with food because I know I'm different and talking with me in the flow of the conversation is pretty much like something that nobody can repeat. You know, like with my background and my stuff, like it, I'm very unique and and I think I, I'm very tailored about value and, you know, most people are, but the way that I do it, I think I have a, a very particular way. And now, you know, with advice from you and and the support of, of like Giga Bice Report and all different people in my neck where I know like this is going, this is going places. So think, thanks for that. You got me thinking. <laughs> yeah, me thinking. man. I mean, I noticed that about you almost right away is you have a, a the ability to be able to appreciate and point out what's valuable, which I think does amazing things for your work. I mean, you know, you and I have done some work together, but we haven't spent this much time talking to each other like yet. And what I can, because my job as a, as a podcaster is really an observer of human behavior, what I can gather from you, a strength that I see in you is where other people might take something for granted. You go, no, 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 that's special. This is why you and the work that you do representing people and putting them in front of people, I believe this is why you can do what you do because you don't take people or the gems that they have for granted, you know? 
So that's just my observation. And that's just because that's what I do. It's how I, why I interview the way that I interview is I'm always looking for what am I really seeing? Like paying attention. What am I really seeing from the whole person? And that's like, this comes back to my acting training more than anything. I actually recommend every adult, regardless of what you do in your life, take an acting class. Why? Because you get to do a very dangerous thing in a very safe place. Explore facets of your personality that aren't socially acceptable anywhere else. And when you can go that distance, then you'll know when you're exaggerating and when you're telling the truth, because the truth lies somewhere in the middle of that. But you need to have those reps in to get that practice out so that you don't feel like you're taking up too much space by just talking or by just being here, you know? Yes. Uh, I know, like I'm feeling, uh, I know that I haven't taken classes, but the feeling of what you describe is what I, I feel like I know, because with this journey uh, in, in the PR space and not just being in the PR space, actually being out and doing podcasts, doing radio, uh, those things have forced me in a way to level up because I was like, I want to do this and and I need to level up. And I've been looking to, okay, how what are those i don't want to be a robot but there's certain things that i use that i have like in my repertoire to like okay this this word or pause when you're feeling this coming or this different things and how to say more with less right like you even mentioned that before and th that is what i'm focusing on a lot so definitely in my bucket list is taking acting classes so Definitely is something that I, I have now in my in my list of to do things that eventually, and, you know. And I want to add a note: not all acting classes are going to be great, so don't be discouraged if you go to one and it's totally whack. Do your research, like find out what's actually. Ask actors, hey, because some classes are more designed for people to just find a partner to audition or read scripts with, and other classes are really designed for you to like be in front of a camera and like have a more natural expression to yourself. And most importantly, actively listening to people, which is a very important skill to have, being an active listener, especially in any sort of media work. That's something that I being also <laughs> focusing a lot because there's so much distractions. And then I, I want to be so efficient that I'm like, okay, if I'm, I'm going to be on the phone, I want to be like doing something else that I can do but then i have to pick things that are not that are i can do without thinking so i can actually listen like for example i go and water my plants that doesn't really take much of my brain power i'm still being like effective or or, or efficient and but i still like listening so i'm always i don't want to be in my phone i don't want to be in my computer I just want to listen and I want to pay attention. I'm in PR. Like I need to know all those little details because are the things that are going to make uh, 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 an article or, or or the pitch, all those different things different. Like those little details is really what matters. So definitely something that I am prioritizing right now, how to be become a better listener and also how to be better at talking like I mentioned in the, you know. I can, I, can, I can basically break down everything I ever learned about acting in a three-step process. Now, I didn't invent this, okay? This was my acting teacher named uh, Eric Stefan Klein, but uh, he's out here in like West Los Angeles. Basically, he's, he didn't say this outright. Like he talks about it in sort of this book that he wrote with a guy whose class he took over called Tony Barr. But 
because he didn't say it outright, it is something that you learn when you're training with him, but I can break it down really clearly. Essentially, there are three modes of listening. And I'm sort of writing a book that's going to break a lot of things down, but I've been working on it and I keep saying it to hold myself accountable. Three active modes of listening, actively accepting, actively rejecting, or actively confused. And each one of those states, you have to be able to be aware of which state you're in at any given time when you're listening. Am I accepting this? Why? Do I have a question about that? Am I rejecting that? Why? Do I have a question about that? Am I confused by that? I should have a question about this, right? <laughs> Either way, but you need to know where you are because understanding is not a yes or a no. It's a sliding scale. And at any given time, you understand to some degree, right? So what did I understand and what didn't I understand? I understood that, but you know, I actually don't understand this part and then ask a question related to that, right? And now you're actively listening and actively engaging and actively creating value in the moment. And giving that reassurance to the person that is listening, that is talking, like you, I'm, I'm listening. Like exactly. I'm, I'm not saying that I'm listening. I'm proving you that I'm listening. Exactly. So thanks. Thanks for that. Like very thought provoking things. I love that. I, I have you in the other side of things now, right? Cause you usually in the host side. And yeah. I, I was, I, I was looking forward to this because I wanted to like, look, you deserve to be in the other side. Now tell me, give me value and give value to the audience. So thank you. Thank you for all this. This, this has been great. Like we definitely need to talk more for sure. <laughs> <laughs> we need to talk more because even as simple as helping me with like the zoom thing and, and like the mic, I changed my setting to, because my previous podcast had like, Oh, it was like a little loud. There was some feedback and you helped me out with that. So I truly, truly appreciate you. And I'm so glad that, that we managed to, to make this connection between you, me and Jason, you know, Jason is like, it's a, a mentor. It's going to be a future chairman of my company. Like, we're doing huge things together and awesome, when man. i make the connection between you two and then he brought you in and then i was like damn like he's so awesome when he he was telling me all about you and then i talked to you and i was like he's all like jason was saying so i'm glad that this happened <laughs> oh, man i'm so <laughs> grateful man honestly i don't get many chances to speak because i'm always interviewing people but i love every time i get a chance to that's that's what I thought. And that's why I invited you. I was like, you know what? I think he'll he'll like it. And and I think my format and everything is something that you you, you can resonate with and you you enjoy. So yeah. Let's take it now to a challenge that you had. Like what's a challenge that you've had that you learned something from it that you would like to share with the audience? Hmm. A challenge. Well, I know the audience is business owners, right? And when I make the postulate, right, I throw the idea out that business owners have a certain level of like, they have a value chain that they're worried about, whether it's uh, sales, uh, finding partners, right? Maybe a channel that they're like, or a key resource that they're worried about. I'm trying to think where would be the most valuable in terms of a challenge that I've had? Because my challenges aren't necessarily so much the business operation side of it. I think that once you have the right internals, most of the business things is a matter of like actually just getting up and doing something about it, right? I really believe that's what it is, but half half the battle is getting out of your own damn way. And one of the one of the biggest challenges I've had is being consistent cuz I'm easily bored, 
Now this could be tied to ADD, you know, who knows? Yeah. Uh, there's a, there's a number of things, right. But so my biggest challenge has been that and understanding that I actually have value. Now I operated for a very long time, even so recent as like last year, like I was still that kid who had gotten started in 2014 with my pricing, right. <laughs> with my offering, even though I have loads of, I have more value to offer than I can actually offer people because it wouldn't be humanly possible with the, from web development, right. To digital marketing and advertising, to copywriting, to publishing, to photography. As you can see, I have a very vast skill set, but the problem was I always thought that I had to be the one delivering and implementing, even though my greatest use and leverage of me is optimizing things. And so over the years, I was wondering why it was so hard to actually grow as in business. And as anyone who's been in business long enough knows, you can't grow your business if you don't grow yourself. And Maxwell, Maxwell Maltz wrote a book called Psycho-Cybernetics. And he's basically a plastic surgeon who realized that even when he made people beautiful, they still acted like they were ugly and believed they were ugly. So he started to develop exercises to help them shift the way they saw themselves. You believe that even making yourself beautiful on the outside couldn't cure what was inside. And so with that said, he basically coined a phrase that says, you can never grow beyond your own self-image. Now, I had left a digital marketing and advertising agency in New York. I live from LA, but I moved to New York and thought I was going to be an actor and then saw all the ads and said, oh, snap. There's a lot of money in ads, huh? Because there's no way this is free. So let me go there because the money seems to be there. And next thing you know, I landed a job at an agency, learned a bunch of skills, uh, helped them generate reports and, and things that they didn't have prior to that for like their clients that were like 80% of their actual revenue. And I didn't know all the, that I was doing all these things. I was just solving problems because that's what I do. And so then when I left, right, I was like, oh, what do I want to do? I want to make a living doing what I love. And at that time, because I was, you know, into music and acting, I loved editing audio and things. I loved it. And then the minute I had to start doing it for a living, I absolutely hated it. Right. Because now I was forced to do what I loved. But then the weird thing happened is I started also doing websites for people and realized I don't mind doing a website. You know, there's a lot of strategy in the beginning. And then after that, it's just implementation, but you can listen to music while doing it. You're not like stuck there. You can go somewhere else. I started realizing you got to find things that you don't mind doing and offering as a service because there's a reason you don't mind it. But the things that you love, you might want to keep those pure unless it's an absolute essential to society and you're really solving a problem, right? So all these things came to me over time. And eventually I started having more and more conversations and realizing that people were walking away going, wow a lot. And I began to realize, wait a minute, I am not that same kid who had just started his journey. And yet I kept holding on to that identity. And so the minute I started to shift that through evidence, we got to find evidence either internally through reflection or externally through interaction. But if you can give yourself the evidence you need to reassess who you've become and let go of who you were, you can begin to transform yourself and the business that you're doing. And that was my biggest obstacle. That was, again, man, uh, you should definitely be in the other side of the mic more often, man. You are, have so much value 
And, and I can identify a lot with you, to be honest. And I think that's why you, me and Jason, because I identify with Jason too. So it's uh, like that when you say like problem solving thing, that's what we do. You know, that's what Jason <laughs> and I, that's what we do. Like that's, we just get things done, you know, and we've solved problems and we make things efficient. Like that's, and that's why we resonate. So like with each other, because we're like the same type of people in a way. And, and, and from different backgrounds, right? <laughs> like from different backgrounds, different stuff, but we are like, same type of people like if that makes sense because i feel like there's types of people yeah. in this world right and and i feel like we we have that in common and that was that was something that really resonated with me and in the self-image part it's something that i'm working on every single day in i always praise myself i always felt like i was special i always grew up maybe because of like the mixture between like my name, like foo, like uh, that makes me different. Like I have curly hair, I have Chinese eyes, like, you know, all those different things have always been kind of unique. And and I always felt like I was destined for something great. I always felt it. And then when I started my entrepreneurial journey and I started like failing at things or learning of, at things and, and, and just falling on my face and getting kicked in the nuts and all that stuff with many different ways, then I was like, damn, like at some point I was like, am I not as special as I thought that I was? Like, why can I do this? And and it was just because it's part of it. Like it was part of it. And then being with Jason, being with Kelly Gordon, like Mr. Johnson, all these different key people that have been in my life in dark moments, they helped me to realize, hey, this is normal. It's not that you're not special. We all went through it. And look at me, like making seven, eight, nine figures, like, and it, it that's that's what really like I like the most about like building community and mentorship and all that it's just perspective and because when you have that perspective and like you say like you either have to know uh that you're better than you were like that you are so worth it be, uh, based on evidence or based on like self-reflections right and and I've been working I have evidence right now it's just like working on the self-reflection of I know that I can do this. I know that I I know that I'm going to succeed. And, and a big part that I want to add is visualization of things and write down things and because that helps you visualize it. And when you can visualize something and you can see it real because you can't lie to yourself. Like you can tell lies to other people, but you cannot lie to yourself. And that's why you say like, you know, you have to, you can't lie to yourself. You have to find evidence or, or self-reflection that like you can't just lie. So when you can see it, then you do, okay, it's possible. I can do it. And, and, and I have like, a, a, like, it's like an aha moment. It's like, oh my God, I can see it. And it, it, that goes to your self-worth, to businesses, or to everything. And, and yeah, like, thanks for, for getting me thinking about these things. And I know the audience will get so much value from this. Can't wait to cut some clips of all these things that you're saying. This was like amazing. Thank you. And we should probably do another one. And another thing that I'm adding that you, you guys should probably have in mind for like the, the war room round table too, we should do year anniversaries. So in a year, I'm going to come, come August next year. I'm going to be, Hey, Philip, let's do an episode and let's update the audience. Now <laughs> what happened this year? And that's kind of cool. That, right. Like if we can do that also with maybe not everybody in the world, cause you guys are nuts. Like your guys have done over 80 <laughs> episodes in like four months. Like you guys are nuts, but uh, if you maybe some key things, and that's something that I've been telling because I've been bringing in people very special to me, and those people I really want to bring them back and 
and be like, okay, where where are we now? And and, and just talk about it because this is fun to me. That's why I love doing this. This doesn't feel like work. Like I'm not, I'm, I'm using it to have more impact and yes, for my business and links and all those exposure authority, all that. But I like this. Like mm-hmm. I really enjoy having that, like, like you say, like the psychology and the value and, and, and I'm being like doing that more to see like how you react and 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 everything so thanks thanks for that man like you got me thinking about some pretty cool stuff i'm having a good time yeah me too man no i like i said i never really get opportunities to speak because i'm always on the other side uh trying to be interested in people instead of being interesting uh but i think that's also what's helped me be who i am you know uh, a lot of people i i want to leave people with something that i think is going to be super valuable for anyone in content and that is okay. uh you know a lot of people will will hear Gary Vee talk about document 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 right and so everybody's out there making podcasts or making videos and what have you and that's cool but just because you recorded it doesn't mean it's content content suffices that you it requires that you have a value proposition in mind an audience in mind and a piece that has been curated and tailored specifically for that audience. It's not just a social snippet because this was deep, but deep for who? Intention. You know, yeah, the Chicago School of Writing had a professor who essentially told someone, you know, a lot of us have been taught to like write 14 page papers and, you know, in a vacuum, like, oh, I came up with this original knowledge. But knowledge has to be something that is accepted by others, not just you. And you believe it's knowledge because knowledge is supposed to be power. The power and value don't live in a vacuum. They live amongst people. So if you want to be a thought leader and you want to create content to do that thought leadership, then you have to ask yourself what conversation is currently taking place that I'm aware of that I can involve myself in and move it a step further. So now you take what's already being said and say, okay, well, how do I take that further? Because if you create this all original, super unique information, knowledge, whatever you want to call it in like a cave and then come back and go, everyone, I have the answer. You have nothing because nobody cares because it's not the conversation that's taking place. I'm not saying you can't create new conversations, but you have to start with a single ingredient that's currently existing right now in order to make your recipe for success sort of flourish. <laughs> Definitely. In, in, in PR, being timely, it's everything. So I completely relate with that. And, you know, Thanks for, for a value-packed episode, really. This has been amazing. So I know that there's going to be a lot of people that's like, hey, I want to know more about him. Like, this has been great. He seems like such a nice guy. So I'll have two last questions to wrap this up. Do you have anything to promote? And uh, how can people find you? Yeah, sure. Two things. Uh, one is I do have a book that I wrote with mostly like young people like myself who grew up without parents, et cetera, in mind. But it... it it's uh, it's called pushing past the norm. It's on Barnes and Noble and Amazon, right? Uh, otherwise, if you do have an interest in in uh, podcasting and things of that nature, I, I take a, like a lot of time to to make these free videos that are on my YouTube channel. And I believe you can just go to youtube.com forward slash Philip Lanos. I do believe I was able to get that. Although if if it's not, then you guys can curse me out on my social channels, which is the same thing. Two L's and Philip Lanos. Uh, but basically, you should see there's a playlist. And, and if you can't find it, just reach out to me. I'll share it with you. Uh, but basically, the links will a, be here. So. Yeah, the, the, the playlist is about 14 videos long. Each of them is probably like five. Some are 14 minutes because it's a real long idea that I'm trying to explain. But you should have like the gamut of like whether or not you should get an editor, sort of the basics of gear, uh, 
even being a better host, because that's something you're going to need to be able to do. That's, that's great. I am personally going to check it out because I didn't even know because we have so many things going, even though we're in the same community, we talk, like, I mean, we talk to Instagram. I, I send videos of, Hey, I think this was really valuable. Let me share it with him. And he likes it. Right. And, and it, we have something going on there, but definitely we, we have to take more time. And now that I have this, now I have how to learn with you without even bothering you. I just go to your YouTube channel <laughs> and just learn. So I'm looking forward to that. And, you know, thanks, uh, Philip, like truly this was good. We're going to you know, cut some stuff in here and put it in social media. And I know that that even if it's just that, that people see, they will get value from that. And that's what I like about the podcast. You don't have to just watch the whole podcast. Sometimes if you get like the one or two clips that I put out, you got value from it. And that's fine because I want to help people however I can, like, in however you want to get the help, right? Like I'm not trying to shove anything. So <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Philip, for, for this. I appreciate you taking the time and you know, we're going to do amazing things together and can't wait to update the audience with all the things that we're going to be yeah, doing. Yeah, man. I'm excited. Seriously. I, it's for the first time in a long time. I really understand when people say the easiest way to be happy or the secret to happiness is having something to look forward to, you know? <laughs> man, man, that was so... Because when I was... I always was looking something like I was looking for something like I was in the military. I was like, oh, I'm going to get out. I'm going to do all these things. And then when I got out and then I started like my journey... The like I was on a on a job and and then after that it's like damn like if I just stay at this job there's nothing to look forward to so that's why I left corporate job and and and, and started my just committed completely full time to my entrepreneurship even though it probably wasn't the the smartest thing because I didn't how to figure it out I just oh I got two clients at 15k each oh I'm good like oh. <laughs> and then like <laughs> things happen and whatever but like you know still here doing great like I'm feel better than ever more valuable than ever and. I hope that this brings some value for people and, and can enlighten some people and, and we can do some good, right? Just put some good in the world. So thank you, Philip. And um, this is uh, Philip Lanos and Fu signing off. Thanks for listening to Moments with Fu with your host, Fu. Please leave your feedback and visit strategicadvisorboard.com to get the latest and greatest business advisement on the planet. Follow us on social media for updates and we will see you on the next episode.